Greetings and Shalom Mishbacha. This is your sister, Ajabat Yalisha. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I Have Something to Say in Spirit and Truth. Family, we are now approaching the time that everyone uh, recognizes as are the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? And if you guys know anything about the Feast of Tabernacles, then you guys know that it is the Israelite holiday of Sukkot, okay? Some people call it the Feast of Booths as well. And I'm going to share with you uh, the best way that I can by the help of the Ruach HaKodesh um, to shed some light on how this a special holy time that began to take place before the birth of our Savior is a kind of symbolic to his life. Okay, um, guys, I can't, I, I can't explain it any more clearer than that. The entire festival of Sukkot points to our Mashiach, okay? You guys even remember when Miriam and Yosef were going uh, to take a census, right? They had to go to Bethlehem, right? uh, Because Yosef was a descendant of King Zawid. And we all know that Yahusha HaMashiach is what? Called son of David, son of Zawid, and this is through Yosef's bloodline, immaculate conception, right? Um, I'm sorry. Okay, so this is why our Savior is the Lion of the tribe of Judah, because he came through that royal bloodline. Hallelujah. So I checked in on Miriam, and the most I was able to find about Miriam is that her father's name was Yachim. Uh, and his mother, her mother's name was possibly Anne. I don't know, you know, um, there's not much about her, uh, mother and father that I've found yet. Okay. So I, I am going to go in through the scriptures and see if I could trace the, you know, the genealogies and the lineage. But for right now, we, uh, we do know that Yosef, the husband of Miriam, whom Christianity says was not the biological father of Yahusha. A lot of people who are uh, Hebrew Israelites are saying that Yosef was not the biological father of Yahusha, but Miriam was a complete virgin untouched and the spirit hovered over her and she became pregnant. I'm not even going to say hovered over her, that she just became impregnated by the spirit. Um, it just sounds a lot like the same story of the sun god, okay? Um, I do believe that the fullness of Yahuwah rest, rested on Yahusha because of Yahusha's obedience. The father was able to fully be in him, okay, according to his plan because this is what Yahusha was created for. This is what his life was purposed for, for the father to be able to fully be in him, Okay, in strength and power and truth. Hallelujah. Um, but let us be 100% clear. In no way was Yahusha 
a God. He was a complete human being. And because he was sinless, because he was without spot and without blemish, after he was murdered, the power of the Most High was able to resurrect him from the dead because sin and death had no power over him because he had never committed sin. Okay, so um, some people debate about the Immaculate Conception. I pretty much, I leave that alone. I say, try the spirit by the spirit. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust Yahuwah in all your ways and he will direct your path. Ask him. Ask him how it went and he'll tell you. Hallelujah. Okay, so now with that being said, um, I also believe that because <laughs> this was the time that Yahushua was born, right? Because they were going uh, to do the census. That wasn't done in December. So again, they mixed the truth of Mashiach with lies because it, it would be impossible for the time of Sukkot to be happening um, at this time. And it's, you know, and it, listen, and that's another thing too. Okay. So remember Sukkot, the original Sukkot took place way before Messiah was born. Right. And we're going to go into that in the book of Ezra. But I want you guys to see that this was honestly this around the same time because they did it every year. They did this every year. They did the census every year. Okay. So what did they, when they were traveling, what did they sleep in guys? You know, some people were traveling, journeying really, really far. So they had to make, uh, sukkahs. They had to make makeshift tents. Okay. To sleep in. And everyone, their, their sukkah was the size that was needed for their own family. All right. So. Um, Miriam and Yosef, they did not have a sukkah. Um, probably perhaps, you know, the journey that they had to travel may not have been that long. I don't know, because I know Yosef was wealthy, so it wasn't because they was broke, so they didn't have it. But for whatever, you know, she went into labor. So you understand that, you know, it wasn't expected for her to go into labor. I'm quite sure if, you know, they were expecting her to go into labor around this time, they would have had everything that they needed. You know, but um, they were unprepared. They were just going real quick to take the census, right? And so there was no room for the Savior to be born. So this is why he had to be born in a manger. And and I really do believe that this is around the time that they were doing the census. And Yahushua had to be born in a manger because there was no room in anybody's sukkah for the one who came to save us. To the one whom is our sukkah. He is our hiding place. He is our shelter. It is in him we live, we move, we breathe and have our being. Right? So anyway, um, let's just get into the scriptures, family. I pray that the Holy Spirit uh, brings revelation to you concerning what I just said. Um, because a lot of people have been indoctrinated for, you know, so long um, with this immaculate conception story and this whole Christmas thing. And, you know, for, for the Hebrew Israelites, they've been, you know, um, celebrating the feasts for so long, not even understanding how it ties into Mashiach. So anyway, in all of that, get in, get understanding and pray to the Holy Spirit for revelation family. Let's start now in the book of Ezra. 
Okay, wait, before we go on, I am um, happy to say that I spoke with my elder, Uncle Yeshua, and he said that Miriam also came from the line of King David. Actually, um, I, I do believe that if we uh, go through the genealogies, which are in the Gospels, we'll see how uh, she too was also from the bloodline of King Dawid. So both Yosef and Miriam, which is his custom, we were supposed to, right? Keep it within the tribes, keep it within the bloodline. Okay, hallelujah. So anyway, let's get into this. Ezra chapter one. Mrs. Warfare family. Guys, since I woke up today, I have been trying to give you guys these verses for over three hours, over three to four hours. I've been working on the same segment and there has been one constant interruption. One thing that the enemy continues to manifest himself in trying to disrupt this study. I am now in my war clothes, hallelujah. I am completely covered and I'm ready to bring forth this word. Ezra, Vinachemyahu, chapter one. Now in the first year of Koresh, king of Persia, that the word of Yahuwah by the mouth of Yeremiahu might be fulfilled. Yahuwah stirred up the Ruach of Koresh, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus says Koresh, king of Persia, Yahuwah Eloah of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Yehuda. Who is there among you of all his people? His Elohim be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Yehuda, and build the house of Yahuwah Eloah of Yasharel. He is the Elohim which is in Yerushalayim. And whosoever remains in any place where he sojourns, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts besides the free will offering for the house of Elohim that is in Yerushalayim. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Yehuda and Benjamin and the priests of the Levaim with all them who, whose Ruach Elohim had raised to go up to build the house of Yehuah, which is in Yerushalayim. Family, how many of you know that you cannot do anything of your own, in and of your own? No, you have to be stirred up in your Ruach, Okay. You are either stirred up in your Ruach unto good works to the glory of Yahuwah, or you are stirred up by another Ruach to the things of this world. Hallelujah. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver and gold, with goods 
with beasts and with precious things besides all that was willingly offered. Verse 7. Also, Koresh the king brought forth the vessels of the house of Yahuwah, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem, and put them in the house of his Elohim. Mm. Even those did Koresh, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Meredith the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbastar, the prince of Yehuda. So you see here, King Nebuchadnezzar took items out of the house of Yahuwah Elohim and put them in the house of his fake false deity. Okay, verse 7, what does it say? Also, Koresh the king brought forth the vessels of the house of Yahuwah. That means the vessels that was used for the service of Yahuwah. You know, the, the, the candle stands and the things like that, okay? The lamp stands and just, you know, all of the, the decorative things that they would use, the cup for the, the, the blood and drink offering. And, you know what I'm saying? So, these are the things that Nebuchadnezzar took and put them to worship his false fake gods. So what was the King Koresh, King of Persia, stirred up to do? To bring forth those things and give them back unto the house of Yehuda. Okay? Verse 9. And this is the number of them. Thirty chargers of gold, a thousand chargers of silver, nine and twenty knives, 30 basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, 410, and other vessels, a thousand. All the vessels of gold and of silver were 5,400. All these did Shesh Bastar bring up, and this is, you know, the, our names was not like this, right? Shesh Bastar, that was one of them Persian type names. Okay, remember they had when we were there in, in their place, they renamed us. They gave us Persian names. Remember Daniel and and then what did he rename them? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and all that foolishness. Alright, so that's why these names I'm looking at this name like hold up. Oh, and you know the Holy Spirit just had to remind me, you know, they were given Persian type names. So um all the vessels of gold and of silver are 5,400. All these did Shishbastar bring up with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babel unto Yerushalayim. Now these are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity of those which had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel, had carried away unto Babel and came again unto Jerusalem and Yehuda, everyone unto his city. Ezra, Venechem, Yahoo, chapter 3. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Yasharel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man unto Yerushalayim. Then stood up Yahusha, the son of Yahutzedek, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, and his brethren, 
and built the altar of the Elohim of Yasharel to offer ascending smoke offerings thereon, as it is written in the Torah of Moshe, the man of Elohim. And they set the altar upon his bases, for fear was upon them because of the people of those countries, and they offered ascending smoke offerings there, thereon unto Yahuwah, even ascending smoke offerings morning and evening. So let's see what it says here. For fear was upon them because of the people of those countries. Why? Because those were heathen nations, right? And they knew how everybody felt about the chosen, okay? Remember, we was, we was already in captivity, right? It was the heart of the Persian king that was stirred up and sent us unto Yahuwah to go do, you know, to go handle um, Yahuwah's business, right? They were scared. They always hated us. That's like, imagine right now, if I say, you know what, me and my kids, we're going to go out here and we're going to march in these streets about righteousness, about turning away from homosexuality. Man, we might have to be a little fearful from the people of this country. I don't know. So anyway, verse 4. They kept also the feast of Sukkot, as it is written, and offered the daily ascending smoke offerings by number, according to the custom, as the duty of every day required, and afterward offered the continual ascending smoke offering, both of the new moons and of all the set feasts of Yahuwah that were consecrated, and of everyone that willingly offered a free will offering unto Yahuwah. From the first day of the seventh month began they the offering, ascending smoke offerings unto Yahuwah. But the foundation of the temple of Yahuwah was not yet laid. They gave money also unto the masons and to the carpenters and meat and drink and oil unto them of Tzidon. Of, of hmm. I have to go look at another translation and see what this word is, where this place is, T-S-I-Y-D-O-N, and I know that's not Zion, okay, but anyway, it says to Sidon, Sidon, I don't know, I'm going to find this location, um, answer them of Zor, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the Sea of Yafo according to the grant that he had of the Koresh of Persia. Now in the second year of their coming upon the house of Elohim at Yerushalayim in the second month began Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatil, and Yahusha, the son of Yehusadak, and the remnant of their brethren, the priests, the the Levayim, so that's the Levites, the Levayim, and all they that were come out of the captivity unto Yerushalayim and appointed the Levayim for 20 years old, from 20 years old and upward to set forward the work of the house of Yahuwah. Then stood Yeshua with his sons and his brethren 
Cadmiel, yeah, Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Yehuda, together to set forward the workmen in the house of Elohim. The sons of Hanadab with their sons and their brethren, the Levi'im. And when the builders laid the foundations of the temple of Yahuwah, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levi'im, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise Yahuwah after the ordinance of David, king of Yasharel. These are our people, man. This is what they did. Even in the time of their captivity, they were let go to go and, and make tribute and rebuild the house of Yehuda. What did it say? I, I love how it said in verse 1. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Yasharel were in the cities. The people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. So all of those that the spirit has stirred up to go and rebuild, they all went. But y'all know that there were some that stayed right there in Persia, that fell in love with their ways, their customs, their gods, their Elohims, okay? And they stayed. But to the ones that went forward, this is what they did, all right? I love it here, verse 10. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahuwah, they set the priests in their apparel. So, you know, they was all decked out and everything with trumpets and the Levi'im, the sons of Asaph with cymbals. Oh, it was just a musical feast celebration. I could just visualize it. I, you know, look at how my brothers and sisters at, at Rebirth be doing. You know, I see this here going on. How they, you know, they pull out the instruments and they be praying and singing and worshiping. After the ordinance of David, king of Yasharel, verse 11, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto Yahuwah, because he is good, for his mercy endures forever towards Yasharel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised Yahuwah, because the foundation of the house of Yahuwah was laid. Hallelujah. There's something that happens in the Shamayim when the foundation of his house is laid. Is the foundation of your heart laid for Yahuwah to live there? Is the foundation of your home laid for the spirit? Of Yahuwah Elohim to rest there. Is everybody on one accord? Is everybody on the same page? Because when that happens, hallelujah, then Yahuwah is rightfully praised. And we all know that Yahuwah lives in the praises of his people. Family, this is why I go so hard to whip my kids into shape. Okay? Children their age are not really being, not out here in the city. Not here in New York City, they're not being trained and raised up in the way. They're being trained and raised up to accept this world. This is, the, this is the civilization, this is the culture that congratulates each other for coming out of the closet. You got one friend to say, you know, I've always wanted to tell you something. I'm gay. 
And then the other friends, congratulations! So there's not a lot of 12-year-olds going on 13 being taught these things. There's not a lot of 11-year-old girls being raised by women that are not listening to Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Megan Thee Stallion. Hair weaves down in their butts. Me and my daughter just took out our butt, our butt braids. I call them butt braids because my foolish behind. I'm thinking, okay, because, you know, it's not European straight hair. It's not no perm, no process. You know, they doing these braids in the African shops. These got to be righteous. This is our culture. Until I heard my uncle. And when my uncle, when my uncle opened his mouth, I heard Yahusha. When my uncle opened his mouth, before the end of his video, I was already cutting my braids out. Less than a week later, I cut my daughter's braids out. Now I'm, my hair is twisted because I'm ready for my locks and maturity and righteousness. Hallelujah. All right. So this is the generation that my children are being raised in. Where if you want pink hair, you can wear pink hair. And if you're a boy and you want your pants tight like a girl's pants, so what? All right. So no, no. So I'm whooping them in the shape. It's 624 in the evening. And you know they want to be playing their video games. You know they want to be watching that mess. What's name some of the mess? So Joshua, number one, he's been banned from, from watching Jap all forms of Japan animation. So what other things you watch on television? Television. Whatever, whatever apps. Don't be silent now. Name some of your favorite shows. iCarly. I, Carly, they got their eye on you while you watching Carly, okay, a young white girl, I don't want to automatically call her an Edomite just because she's white, because I don't know, but I know you know them by their fruit, you know them by their fruit, so as I, Carly, show about Yahuwah and about keeping the Torah and, and understanding the laws of Moses as a young little black boy, is the show about that, yes or no? What is the show about? Tell me, come on, we sharing today. Tell me a little bit about some of the iCarly episodes. The last iCarly episode that you watched, what they was doing, what it was about. Uh, there was, Speak up, because you and your uh, sister so loud in here. Me and your father could barely have a conversation at night when he comes home from work, because we hearing y'all all loud talking in the room. Uh, this is a family show, y'all. Hallelujah. We lead by example. So what was it? What it? Uh, the last episode was, um, it was Carly. She was leaving to go to... Italy with her dad that was in the army because they were like doing web shows and those. And you wait, y'all, y'all heard, y'all heard, y'all did y'all hear the emphasis on the army, right? He said her dad that was going in the army. What army? Which army for what country? America. What country? America. What country? America. And what is America for us? The land of our what? Captivity. Okay, so now you know you know he felt like her father was a hero because he's she was going to her father going to the army. And what else happened in the show? What else was going on? Uh, mostly it was just um, these three pe these three children. It was just doing web shows that got really famous. Uh huh. So they they were doing web shows that got really famous. How do these children get famous, guys? They get famous because they become idols to our children. They're following them, you know, hundreds and thousands of likes and follows. And these, oh my gosh, mommy, you gotta, you gotta pay for Peacock or Paramount because they're coming out with a new season of iCarly. 
That's idolatry. And you know, because they don't get excited. But I'm like, yo, Yahuwah gave me a new revelation about this scripture. Oh my gosh, we got to read it. When they were younger, it's like they was on fire. Y'all. And then I noticed as they got older, you know, they, they got a little more permission, a little more leeway. We're watching a little more TV. And that's my fault. Shame on mom, y'all. Shame on mom. So now that we are, are in these last days and Yahuwah has communicated with my spirit that we need to, you know, prepare for the times ahead. There's no room for that. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So my thing is, don't get me wrong. Now, and I don't want to look like a liar. Okay, there may be a time when I'm like, all right, you know, you can watch a little show real quick. But that show is not going to be an idol to you. You're not going to tell me that you spend more hours watching TV or playing a video game than you do focusing on the things of Yahuwah. Okay, because let's be clear, you know, before we moved back into this house, after you know, there was no TV here. I didn't have TV here. Once the TVs, they broke up the TVs, they broke up the flat screens, um, you know, accidents happen, you know, or they can't be blamed for the breaking of all of them, but they can be blamed for the breaking of some of them. Okay, I, did, I said, I'm not buying any more TVs, and we were just worshiping, y'all. We were just praising, and if we watched anything, it was on my phone, and it was somebody on YouTube, more than likely nine times out of ten, Rebirth of a Nation, or we would watch Watchmen Reports, okay, or we would be watching Truth Unedited. All right. And what's the other one? Truth Unveiled 777. Those was the thing we, we were watching. And my kids, was they was being cultivated in that. So that's really all they cared about. And then, you know, the world came back in. And I'm not going to, you know, go into that, you know. But like I said, my husband and I were separated. And then we got back together. And then he bought this big old big screen here with all these apps and everything on it and everything. And. You know, back to promoting the science around the children and everything. And the children started to see that we were divided. You know, I'm like, okay, guys, we got to get ready for Shabbat and we got to do this Bible study. But, you know, when they chop it up with daddy, they playing video games. And then mommy began to look uninteresting to the children. And then there was a divide. And then the divide, it happened within them. They honestly lost interest for the things of Yahuwah. But anyway, as for me and my house, we will serve Yahuwah. And um, with that being said, what verse are we in? Oh, I just went on the whole. Somebody needed that. Well, we needed that. Hallelujah. Okay. Verse 11. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto Yahuwah because he is good for his mercy endures forever toward Yasharel. And all the people shouted. Hallelujah. And I just I got a bit warm and I had uncovered my head family and um i'm gonna say when i do this podcast depending on the topic right when i'm on this podcast i'm serving y'all i'm on this podcast if i'm praying i'm serving yahuwah and i'm praying and i need to be covered so i was a bit warm and then i wasn't reading so i had took it off and i just i just remembered i needed to have this on so because it is a bit warmer here ovadia can you go and turn on the fan please Hallelujah. Okay, so again, Ezra 3, 11. And they sang together 
by course in praising and giving thanks unto Yahuwah because he is good for his mercy endures forever toward Yasharel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. Then they praised Yahuwah because the foundation of the house of Yahuwah was laid. And many of the priests and Levaim and chief of the fathers who were the ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy can you guys imagine you know they saw the destruction of the first temple you know they 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 were there to go in to the exile and to you know the captivity and everything and now to witness with their own eyes the second temple <laughs> you know i'm sorry another temple being built unto their father oh my goodness they shouted and they wept with a loud voice that's how we're gonna feel when we see the kingdom reestablished and yahusha at the head of it all when the government rests upon Yahusha's shoulders, when those of us that have been laboring and sowing, when we see our people vindicated, when we see our oppressors judged and punished, oh, what a loud, joyful noise we will make. Family, I'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay, family, we are back in Ezra. The Nehem Yahu Ezra chapter 3 final verse verse 13 so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people for the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off guys they was So from far off, some of my neighbors may in the hallway, if there was any neighbors in the hallway just now, they wouldn't be able to tell if I was screaming from agony and pain or if I was, you know, rejoicing because of being overwhelmed with joy. You feel me? So that's what it sounded like to the people in the neighboring places. All right, let's go. Come on now. Verse four. I mean, chapter four. Ezra, the Nechem Yahoo. Chapter 4, verse 1. Azrae, come closer. I want you to read. I'm excited. For the rock Elohim is upon me. Hallelujah. Come on, baby. Um, now when? Now when the adverse... Adversaries, that means enemies. Adversaries of Yahuwah. Of Yehuda. We talking about Judah. Now when the adversaries of Judah, Yehuda. And Benjamin, go ahead, take it from the beginning. Now, when the adversaries of Yehuda and Benjamin heard that the children of captivity built the temple into Yahuwah Elohim of Yisrael, of Yasharel, Yasharel, then they came to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, into the chef of the, the chief fathers, of the fathers, the chief of the fathers, and said unto them. Let us 
build with you, for we seek your Elohim as ye do, and we do sacrifice unto him. Since the day of Akar Shadon, Shadon mm-hmm. king of Ashur, which brought us, uh, which brought us up hither. Hallelujah! Thank you. But Zerubbabel and Yeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Yasharel said unto them, Ye have nothing to do with us to build a house to our Elohim, but we ourselves together. Build unto Yahuwah Elohim of Yasharel, as King Koresh, the king of Persia, had commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Yehuda and troubled them in building. Let me go up a little further. I want to start it again. Now, when the adversaries of Yehuda and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity built the temple unto Yahuwah Elohim of Yasharel. Then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, Let us build with you, for we seek your Elohim. Okay, so these were people who were enemies of Yehuda and Benjamin. They were not kin, these wasn't our people. So what they said, this don't have nothing to do with you. This is our Elohim. The Elohim of Yasharel is our Elohim. Back it on up. We don't need your help. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you something. Wow. Wow. That just made me think about some of the, these protests and things like that. That's, you know, going out these Black Lives Matters things. How a lot of these white corporations and these white actors is, you know, they so for us, for us, for us. But Yahuwah is the only one that can deliver us out of this captivity. Yahuwah is the only one that can really do anything concerning our rights, right? So what we need to be telling these people is mind your business. Whatever they doing to us, is not your business. And, and, I, and I hate to say it because, you know, there are some people who, who are of the white persuasion that really do have a heart of, of Yaakov. And that really do have a heart of Yasharel. But, and I'm going to tell you, you know about their fruits. You know what they're not doing? They're not out there. Black Lives Matter in it. They not out there talking about vote for the right leaders so that we can finally get our rights and be heard. No. You know what they out there doing? They out there saying, give Babylon back her stuff. This is family business. You heard? That that goes for whoever can catch it. Hallelujah. All right. So now I had to go back and get some understanding. Because sometimes, like I said, you know, when somebody's reading something to me, I don't get it as much as when I read it myself. And again, family, um, this is just me and the Ruach HaKodesh. I, I have yet to come um, into any leadership or under any leaderships that have taught me right now into the scriptures um, to be able to break down Ezra Venechemyahu. So this is really straight, raw. I'm, y'all getting it as I'm getting it from the Ruach HaKodesh, from the set apart spirit. Hallelujah. All right, verse 4. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Yehuda and troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Koresh, king of Persia, even until the reign of Davaresh, king of Persia. How many people know that you have people in your life right now that was sent by the enemy to frustrate 
your plans and purposes. Watch your back. Watch your friends. Watch your family. If these people are not like-minded with you, as it said in, what, in, in verse 1 of the previous chapter, on the seventh day they all gathered together as one people. If the people that you're banging with are not like-minded with you, then you shouldn't be banging with them because they're banging against you. They might not even know they're banging against you. That's the crazy thing. They might not even know that they're a tool of the enemy, right? But let me give you an example. If you're one that you're trying to live righteous living, right? Right? And you used to be in a certain uh, a certain lifestyle. I'm going to keep it on. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it on the eye. I used to be a bisexual person, okay, before I came into the light of the truth. For real, for real. And so I have a friend. Not even a friend. I have a neighbor, okay, who knowingly knows I'm trying to walk a certain walk but want to continue to put that crap in my face. I know you don't like this. I know you don't jack this, but look at this. No, if we was like-minded and we was going in the same direction, you wouldn't be looking at it either. So I knew that as much as I love this person, I had to get away because, okay, you know them by their fruit. And, and, and no, we, we, we not on the same page anymore. You understand what I'm saying? So like I said, sometimes people might not even know that they agents in your life, right? But every time I turned around, this person was getting into something. And I felt obligated to get into something because I love this person. And then here I go, I'm cussing, I'm fussing, I'm ready to turn up, I'm ready to fight. So I say, I got to separate myself completely from these people who frustrate my purpose in life. Hallelujah. All right. So we're going to keep going now. Verse 6. And in the reign of mm, Ahasuerus. And see, it's not just y'all babies. Mommy struggle with some of these names too. Ahasuerus. Yep. In the reign of Ahasuerus. In the beginning of his reign. Wrote they unto him an accusation against the inhabitants of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. So they mad. They ain't gonna let us hang with them. They ain't gonna let us build with them. So now we gonna go, we gonna go against them all the way. So now they enemies is gonna be my friends now. You see? Catch it. That was for you. Catch it. All right. So anyway, what did it says? They wrote unto him an accusation against the inhabitants of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. And in the days of Artaktashasta. <laughs> oh child, what is this name? Artach. Sha. Sha. Ta. I don't know y'all. Y'all better catch it. Listen, Ezra chapter 7. Download the Sefer. Read this for yourself. And if you can pronounce this better than me, please hit me up. I am on Instagram as Living Water, Living Underscore Waters. I am on Facebook as Batia Lisha Israel. Help me. I can't say this word. But anyway, I'm, I'm gonna call him Art. Is that Art Xerxes? I think that's I think that's Art Xerxes. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, guys. And in the days of Art. To search, search, stop. <laughs> Wrote Bishlam, Meredith, Tavael, and the rest of their companions unto Artak Shasta, king of Persia. And the writing of the Sefer was written 
in the Aramith tongue and interpreted in the Aramith tongue. Hmm, Aramith, is that Aramaic? Ooh-wee, I wonder if that's Aramaic. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm going to uh, be speaking with my elder about this because I'm going to need him to to um dot some I's and cross some T's for me with this. Yeah, so here we go. Now, uh, earlier on today, Aramaic was, was spoken to me concerning something. So, anyway. Rekham, the chancellor, and Shimshaya, the scribe, wrote a cipher against Yerushalayim and Artaxhasta, the king in this sort. Then wrote Rekham, the chancellor, and Shimshaya, the scribe, and the rest of the companions, the Danaim, the Apocryphaim, the Tarpalaim, the Apocryim, the Arekvaim, and the inhabitants of Babel, the Shushankim, and the Dahvaim, and the Elaim, and the rest of the nations whom the great and noble and Aknapar, yeah, it's Aknapar brought over. I can't, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I can't wait to get the meat of this so that I never have to say some of these names again. Brought over and set in the cities of Shamron, and the rest were on this side the river. And at such a time, this is the copy of the Seaver that of the Seaver that they sent unto him, even on to our to search our Arakshasta, Arakshasta, the king. Your servants, the men on this side the river, and at such time, be it un be it known unto the king that the Yahudim which came up from you to us are come unto Yerushalayim, building the rebellious and the bad city, and have set up the walls thereof, and have joined the foundation. Look, the accusation. Remember, that's the city that was cursed. That bad place. They rebuilding it. They joined the foundation. But it known now unto the king, be it known now unto the king, that if this city be built and the walls set up again, then they will not pay toll, tribute, and custom. Why? Because they know that we paid tribute and custom to one, to Yahuwah Elohim, all right? Not to know other kings and all that, right? So they tell them, you know, these people, they're not going to pay tribute and custom, and so you shall endamage the revenue of the kings. Now, because we have maintenance from the king's palace, and it was not meet for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore have we sent and certified the king. Fam, if they would have been able to join them, if they would have welcomed them, 
They wouldn't have been going to the king about nothing. But since they rejected them and was like, no, we doing this. This is not going to be a business. Now they want to go and start trouble. They want to go and start trouble. How many people do that? When you decide not to rock with them, when you decide not to hang with them, do they not go on the other side and start talking and gossiping about you to start trouble? This is what they do. That's why the Bible says you know people by their fruit. Hallelujah. So now you see, they, they didn't come to the king because they really was concerned about the king and the king's revenue. They came to the king because they was mad that they couldn't bang with the children of Yasharel. Just because you look like us don't mean you're one of us. Just because we got the same color of skin don't mean we king. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. That they may be made in the cipher of the records of your fathers, so shall you find the cipher of the records, and know that this city is a rebellious city, and hurt unto kings and provinces, and that they have moved sedition within the same of old time, for which cause was the city destroyed. We certify the king that at this city be built again and the walls thereof set up by these means you shall have no portion on this side of the river so you know they know these kings love money and they, they love having things they love having dominion so they're like if you let these people build you're not gonna get no pc king so they know that that was enough to move the king they know that that was enough enough to try to make them the king try to stop their building was it enough to make let's see y'all look cold want to turn the fan off turn it off pumpkin All right, verse 17 of Ezra 4. Then sent the king an answer unto Rechum, the chancellor, and to Shemshiah, the scribe, and the rest of their companions that dwell in Shamron, and unto the rest beyond the river. Peace, and at such a time, the sefer which ye sent up unto us, has been plainly read before me, and I commanded and searched and has been made. What? And I commanded and search has been made, and it is found that the city of the old time has made instruction against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. There have been mighty kings also over Yerushalayim, which have ruled over all countries beyond the river, and toll, tribute, and custom was paid unto them. Give ye now commandment to cause these men to cease, uh, and that this city be not built, until another commandment shall be given from me. Take heed now that ye fail not to do this, why should damage grow to the hurt of the kings? Now, when the copy of King Artashasta's Sefer was read before Rechum and Shimshai the scribe and their companions, they went up in haste to Yerushalayim unto the Yahudim and made them to cease by force and power. Then ceased the work of the house of Elohim, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased unto the second year of the reign of King Davaresh, king of Persia. So these people were actually successful in stopping the work of Yahuwah from going forward. 
these people that had no good intentions. These people that came to the children of Benjamin and Yehuda saying, we want to help you. We want to be down with your God. We want to we wanna do what you're doing, how you're doing it. Yeah, we love you, love you, love you. Right? But when the chosen people looked and said, nah, you really not one of us. We not, we not, no. So this don't have nothing to do. I'm not hanging with you. I'm not chilling with you. I'm not being around you. No, get out of here. What happened? Those people turned on them. And their work was stopped for a while. Okay? So I say that to say, be careful who you have around you. Be careful with the people that come up with plans to frustrate your purpose. You know people about a fruit family. Okay? Hallelujah. So listen, I'm going to end it here. This is the end of this segment, family. Be sure to accept the next invitation. So I have something to say in spirit and truth as we will be in part two of Ezra Venechem Yahoo. And we'll be starting at chapter five. All of this, guys, to get me to where I initially wanted to go. And that was 10. Okay, Ezra 10.5. All right. But um, the, the, the Ruach Elohim is taking us through here. So I'm going through here. Hallelujah. All right now, thanks for listening. And now I would like to close singing the Aaronic Benediction. Thanks for listening.